Hey, everybody. Before we start the show, we just wanted to say that we are mourning all of the innocent civilian lives lost over the past couple of weeks. And anyone who's feeling isolated and anxious right now, we're sending you love. We wanted to keep delivering our podcast as a little entertainment during this difficult period. So with that, let's get to this week's show. Welcome to the latest episode of Ball Boys. We are the podcast where the only things we don't mince are our words. On today's episode, recovering from sleep deprivation after watching tennis at all hours while the tour has been centered in Asia. I'm Paul Munkholm, and as always, I'm here with my favorite ball boy, Billy. Hey, Billy, how's it going? Hi, Paul. It's going, you know, I'm a little delirious. I don't know. I, I have been staying up to watch the tennis, and so my schedule's been messed up it's been a mess you're like a vampire you just you are up all night sleep all day and you only drink blood (laughs) well what's funny is that you know i'll have one match on my ipad right and then i'll have another on my tv so i'm i've got matches going you know it's like 2 3 a.m and then at some point i fall asleep but i'm not sure when and so i kind of (laughs) continue watching the matches but they become dreams and so like the other night it was her catch, his final versus Rublev, and then it was also uh, Layla's final against Sinyakova, right? And like I was actively watching, my eyes were open, and then at some point I fell asleep, and I woke up and I was like, "Wait, those trophy presentations were strange." Like <laughs> her catch during his acceptance speech, he pulled his cross, his necklace cross necklace from underneath his Yonex shirt. And for some reason he felt he had to display it and Mm. the Shanghai crowd booed. Oh, and then also during Layla's trophy ceremony, she Katarina Sinyakova and some sort of corporate suit were all standing together, having their pictures taken. And one of the tournament staff members was like, no, only Layla. And then the crowd cheered. And I was like, wow, that was a lot of trophy presentation drama. So it was so realistic that I actually like rewatched the trophy presentations and none yeah. of that happened. I dreamt. You told me you were like, oh my God, the, the trophy ceremonies were wild. And I was like, what is she? Ta- like, she's on a bender. I'm worried. Yeah. It sounds like a nightmare on Elm Street. It sounds like you're having like a dream warrior moment. And some, I mean, luckily, luckily that was the worst that happened in those dreams. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. There, yeah, that was the worst that happened. But I was convinced that they were real. That's why I texted you the next morning. I was yeah. like, "Wow, did you see those trophy presentations?" Like, that was crazy. I was like, "Girl, what are you talking about?" <laughs> Maybe I just wanted wanted more from the crowd. I don't know. Some more drama. We love when the crowd gets into it. You know, maybe it would have been better if in that dream you were. It was like one of those naked dreams where you like you showed up naked to class. Those dreams tend to uh, go on for a while. I. <laughs> I don't get scared in those dreams. I'm like, no. yes, ooh, it's one of my naked dreams. Yeah. Ooh, let's settle in. I'm in class naked. What, yeah. you know, what, what kind of trouble can I get into? Mm, hey, Mr. Seeley, I didn't do my homework. Mr. Seeley, is that, was that one of your uh, professors or your high school teacher? That was a high school teacher of mine, yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He hated me, and so um, he's been on my mind lately. <laughs> so you had a crush on him? No, I just wanted validation. I just, you know, right. anything for an older man's love, I will do it. Um, well, well, Billy, I have a little bone to pick with you. 
So I another one. I have a I've got a lot of bones for you, and one of them is to be picked. Yes. Because I was playing tennis with Matt Stewart, our mutual oh, friend. Matt. Hi, Matt. Um, who okay, by the way, is a ringer. He was like, Oh, let's just hit. I'm kind of rusty. Yeah. Didn't okay. he have a racket from like 25 years ago or something? Like well, he's got one of those uh, amazing vintage Boletari bags. It's like it's like a backpack that you put your racket into. It's so cool. Love it. Um, I was like, oh, okay, we're just going to hit around. Fine. I mean, look, I've got strengths and weaknesses to my game. And uh, Homeboy is a ring. It's like um, a pool shark. Like, I was like, I'm surprised he didn't try to like, oh, let's play for money because I can't play. He smacks the ball. He is so good. So, well, Matt, I we're on to you. I may have given him a little advice before his match with you. Yeah, I you may told have just, him that you you told him that I cheat. I don't think those were the words I used. I think that he should not be thrown by your I don't know but whether I said lack of sportsmanship or gamesmanship or dubious line calls, or, but uh, something like that. I didn't say cheat. Yeah. Um and okay, that he should all, just stay the course. First of all, if anyone is lacking some sportsmanship, it is you, sir. Because when we play, whenever I rush the net, you aim for my tits every it's single time. A great play. I was watching a. Yeah, but how are, it's a great play. But how are you yeah. to like then accuse me of gamesmanship just because I call lines out? <laughs> In no way is hitting you for games, gamesmanship or poor sportsmanship. It's actually the best play when someone's rushing the net. Um, it's a real to... bottomy. It's a real bottomy move. So go through them. Don't go around them. That's what yeah. they say. Yeah. That's and also you, and... what your grinder profile says. Go through them, not around them. Touche. It's true. And yeah. I, uh, I then sent you that clip of Roger. No, it was Novak clocking Roger Federer back in the day in Shanghai. And Ooh, what? Did you spicy. also send me the one of him and Jack Sock? <laughs> Federer and Jack Sock. Where Federer I just... did, yeah. You where know, Jack, Jack Sock offered up his giant ass yeah. and Federer absolutely a sitting duck at the net and Federer was about to like hit the ball and Jack Sock suddenly turns around bends over and parts his cheeks and yeah. <laughs> Federer gets distracted and misses the ball yeah I, which but, somehow still makes Federer come off as classy because he right. was just like I can't I can't hit that He's a little rattled it was just like yes yeah um, you know even even Federer can be rattled by something like that. I I can't wait to follow Jack Sock on the pickleball tour at some point. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck, Jack. Well, before we get into to our warm-up, I just want to sort of reintroduce some of our social handles. So we've been slowly launching. We've been doing some soft launches yes. of our social media. Yeah. We and finally so, got an Instagram. We've got, got a Twitter. Yeah, we've got That's an Instagram exciting. and a Twitter. Well, we've got an X. An <laughs> X.com. And uh, both of those, both of our handles are at TBB pod official. Not our first choice, right? TBB pod official. Was that our first choice? Oh, no, that was the first and only <laughs> name that we thought we would have. I mean, look, we're still the ball boys, but for short, it's TBB pod because yep. we're a podcast mm -hmm. and official because we are not just some run of the mill man. We're not TBB pod unofficial. Right. Like this is legit, and it's so we legit. have that official. I I will maybe reluctantly admit that there has been a 
Ball Boys podcast or two prior to our podcast. But yeah. A, I don't think they even talked about tennis. They were B, not tennis. I think they were oppressively heterosexual. And so we're really the only ball boys who have actually had staying power and and really justify the name ball boys. We're the yeah. true ball boys. Look, we are the ball boys who do not know when to leave. We have staying power. We are yes. not leaving the party. We are not no. leaving the bar. We are not leaving the function until we're asked to leave. So I I would like everyone to follow us, please, right now on our Instagram. Again, that's at TBB Pod Official. I'm not, not going to talk until everyone follows us. So I'm just going to wait. I hear those clicks now. Yeah, I've got nothing else to do. I can stand here. Yeah, all night. Okay, we got some. We got some followers. We're good. Let's keep going. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. follow us on on Instagram, Twitter. We've got some fun series like tennis math. So maybe you're familiar with girl math or boy math. Well, there's tennis math. And you should go to our Twitter to find out what that means. And as always, like and subscribe to the podcast. Leave us a review. Tell us what you love. If there's something you don't love, leave that on one of the other Ball Boys podcasts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we've got some exciting news about uh, an event coming up, right, Billy? Yes. So our friends at Ace the Moon. Ace the Moon, everybody, if you haven't checked them out, they sell all sorts of tennis paraphernalia and tennis-themed clothing. They're fantastic. Uh, based out of LA. So they're having an event. It's coming up November 4th and the ball boys are a part of it. We're media sponsors. So hey. everybody join us November 4th at the Vermont Canyon tennis courts. It's going to be an afternoon of action on the court. The theme is East side versus West side. So mm. what's funny is the, apparently the dividing line is Crescent Heights slash Laurel Canyon Boulevard. Yeah. And I happen to live one block east of that line. And Paul happens and to live, live a couple blocks, blocks west. West. Yeah. Yeah. So we are we are going at it. We're going at it. We're gonna have so much fun at the event. We're gonna play games like Name That Grunt and Game Set Matchmaker, which you'll get a preview of at the end of this episode. And there's going to be all sorts of sponsors, a swag bag, uh, tons of games and, you know, competitive games. And uh, then an up après, an après tennis with food and beverage. So it's a whole bonanza, really. We can't wait. So go to our link uh, on our Instagram and you'll be able to sign up uh, and hopefully we'll see you there. So, hey, if you're a WeHo gay who has it out for all those Silver Lake sluts or maybe you're an East Sider who wants to tell the boys out West Beach, please, this is your chance. So come on out, bring your racket and it's going to be a great time and we will see you there. Should we get into our, our warm up, Paul? I'm already feeling kind of warm, but again, it's perimenopausal, postmenopausal. <laughs> I don't know. The warm up today is all about comebacks. And yes. no, I don't mean Lisa Kudrow, although just like season three of the comeback would be the answer to my prayers, the tennis gods are smiling on us with a couple of comebacks that yeah. are coming up. So the big announcement in the world of men's comebacks is Rafa Nadal. He has confirmed he's back for 2024. And when I saw these announcements, I just, I felt so relieved and happy and comforted. 
So he's confirmed to be playing for the Australian Open 2024. He is saying it's probably going to be his last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps going until he literally can't walk because he's just he's so I thought tenacious. he was definitively saying it was going to be his last year. He is he is, saying but, probably. So I'm saying probably. So okay. look, he, he might say one thing, but I'm saying probably because here's the right. thing. Once you recover from injury, you get a couple of wins. Maybe he's going to win another gold medal at the Paris Olympics. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he retires after the Olympics, but right. I am just going to savor every stroke, every mm-hmm. wedgie, oh, uh, every grunt. Too. Yeah. And I, I just, it's so, I, I'm so excited that he's back because I have missed him more than I thought I, I would, but he's really, he's, he, I, I love, I love the rough. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see just how competitive he is, honestly, because, you know, you just don't know. You don't know. And you know who else is coming back? Who? Naomi Osaka. Yes, ma'am. Yes, mama. She's been posting some practices on Insta. She is talking up her comeback. She is not taking it, you know, she's taking it very seriously. And uh, that will be fun to see because, you know, she was a real force in tennis, right? Four grand slams, beating all the top players. Um then she had her mental health break. Then she came back a little bit and then she had her maternity to leave. So it's been a while since she has played top, top level tennis. Do you think she's going to be able to, to take it to Iga, to Arena, to Coco? What do you think? What I really like about her game is that it is not really like any of the other top players right now. I mean, it's it's a lot of power, great big serve. Yeah. So you'd be like, oh, she's just like Rabakina or just like Sabalenka. But it's she also has more finesse, more of a percentage play mentality, kind of like Iga. I mean, she's really the full package. So if she can get back to um, the physical condition that it takes to be a champion uh, and also we'll, we'll, we'll see where she is mentally, because, look, we both saw her at the U.S. Open giving just full on stank face to Coco and just, oh, being yeah. Re- yeah, the vibes were way off. And yeah. so I, I hope that she is, she's back for it because the game is great. The the game did take some major hits in 2022, the women's game. Like we had Serena retiring. We had Ash Barty retiring. Yeah. We had Naomi take, you know, maternity to leave and not really having played very well. I mean, so many, that. I mean, Andreescu went away, Raducanu went away, like so many people in 22 went away who had made big splashes. Kerber got pregnant. I mean, yeah, pregnancy, it's just, it's, it's got to stop. It's everywhere. I know you agree that, that women's tennis has a lot of depth right now. And even just a slight drop in your level, you know, yeah. you're going to be flailing around the top 100, right? You're not going to be in the top 10. So Naomi, yeah. we'll see. Are you I a hope, Buskova or are you a Mukova? I mean, what's what's the difference? Well, one of them is in the top 10 and one of them is not. I'm Correct. just saying the depth. Is, you're right, right. There's a lot of depth, <laughs> but the depth is shallow. Uh, I'm going mm. to sit with that. For Ponder a bit. that. Ponder yeah. that. Ooh. Well, you know who's not coming back? And this was a surprise to me, but oh. uh, Garbinia Muguruza. Total oh. shocker. She announced uh, just last week she has no intention of returning to the tour. She seems totally over the game. And I mean, maybe this is just a, a testament to that depth, but she was so far off my radar. I wasn't even aware that she was gone. Well, but- re- remember, she won 2021 WTA finals. She literally won. Yeah, I just, I'm just bummed. She with her regal walk and her 
just like subtle shade. She has was one of my, I would say she's among my top five favorite active players. I guess she's not active. Really? Anymore, but yeah. Do you want to know wow. who my top five favorite are? Sure. No. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Petra Kvitova. Madison are we going Keys. from five to one or one to five? No particular order. Oh, wow. Madison Keys, Venus Williams. This is so not surprising. Sloan Stevens. Sloan Stevens and Muguruza. And, and Muguruza. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, but, no Iga, no Coco, no Jess, no Sabby, no Rene. Well, I'm going to, I think I'm going to have to revise my no top Daria. five soon because a lot of those players are yeah. bordering on retirement. Yeah, that, that is a dusty top five. <laughs> that is a top five. Somewhat that... dated top five. Yeah. It's exactly. a it's a nostalgic top five. Really. Yeah, I feel like it's like a top five from 2015, and I'm trying to think of what was the popular music in 2015. Like, like you were listening to Adele nonstop, and like it was like, oh, hello. I was not. You oh, sorry. Have. You only listen to Evanescence, but <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, uh, and who else is not coming back? It doesn't look like. Um. Or even if he is, I mean, who knows? The 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 ever mysterious Nick Curios has dropped out of the rankings completely due to inactivity. Right. So last year he was knocking on the door. He was, he was the favorite to win the U S open after he beat Medvedev. He's got the game to do it, but he just doesn't have the mind. And so he's fully off the, the ATP points. I, I love his game. People really dislike him. People are like, good. I don't want him to come back. That, that's Margaret court saying that. And, <laughs> but he, when you look at his pure talent, it's really frustrating that he has not been able to to bring that to the court year in and year out. Um, he hasn't made any sort of announcement, though, has he? It's tough to know what an announcement is because he's said so many times how he, he doesn't like tennis anymore. He just wants to play basketball. Um, he's really shown a, a, an indifference. Towards he's kind of sport. said that, though, since he burst onto the scene. He's well, exactly. Said, so like, yeah, we don't know what's he's not that he's interested. Not play- he has not played in over a year. So... I don't know. Is it? Do you think he's done? I kind of think he's done. Well, I'm in that camp of not being a huge fan of Nick. He's just said one too many things that have made me, you know, kind of cringe and and honestly have been borderline or actually not even borderline offensive. All right, so that's our warm up, everybody, and we'll see. The comebacks are coming back in 2024. I can't believe it's already 2024. Like, wild. Where did the time go? I mean, at least I made it. At least we made it to 2024. Hey, knock on wood. (laughs) There's still a couple months. There's still a couple months, sir. To Um, fuck things all up. Yeah. (laughs) So let's get to our winner's circle. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Look, so like we said at the top, we are centered mostly in Asia uh, for tennis right now. But honestly... So many tournaments, so many things going on. I mean, there were 525,600 tournaments, 525,000 <laughs> seasons of love. Um, so there's no way we can cover everything without getting total lockjaw. It's also an interesting programming time for these tournaments. You know, the Japan Open, there's it's a men's and women's tournament, but it's not held at the same time. Right. Same for same with Beijing. So there's a the China Open and it is in Beijing. There was um, some overlap with Beijing. It was a very strange schedule. It was Beijing for the men was a Wednesday to Wednesday. And the women had started that Monday in the middle of the men's event, I believe, and then took it to Sunday. So there was an overlap. Oh, okay. of there like was a three, little overlap. Three, yeah. four days. Yeah. Yeah. 
but they're also different levels. I mean, yeah. for the men, it's a 500 for the women. It's a thousand. Then yeah. in Shanghai, it's just for the men. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it was a lot to cover. And I mean, it, it led poor Billy to delirium yeah. and he's still recovering from it. Um, but so we're just going to be focusing on some of the highlights, some of the big ins for the last few weeks, the yeah. 1000s. And of course, just the ones that we just love, you know, if right. a player of ours, uh, you know, Billy has already mentioned his top five. So some players that Billy's loved really had some great runs. Well, you know, I think that as Muguruza exits my top five, Layla Fernandez might be entering my no. top five. Yeah. I was going to like anyone Layla. else. <laughs> anyone else. No. I, I, I love Layla's game. You know, God. have you ever played fantasy football? No, no, I can tell. I don't even know why I asked that question. Uh, you would be horrible at it. If like, so if, if Layla Fernandez was on your fantasy tennis team, oh, honey, right. honey oh, I have start done a fantasy like, tennis league. I am happy that she's relevant again. She won. She won in um, uh, Hong Kong, and that was a great match. Her win over Sinyaka, but that was one of the best yeah. women's matches I would say of or best matches, not best women's matches of, of the past three, four weeks. Um, and that wow. tournament, that tournament. Oh, in the last three or four weeks, I thought you were going to say sort of all year. Because <laughs> I mean, Fernandez and Yakova, no one's really lining up for, but well, sure. Layla's back, I think right inside the top 40. Um, yeah. That was a great match. And the setting was also gorgeous. I, I want to go to that Hong Kong tournament. I mean, it's this little stadium nestled in a park with, you know, skyscrapers overlooking it and there's a dock nearby and it, it was exquisite i think it gave even monte carlo a run for its money that i know you're gonna you're i mean uh, like, i roll i feel I like roll. i feel like something has happened to you in the last two weeks where I I, I I need to get you checked out by a doctor you're saying things that are just <laughs> absolutely bananas speaking of uh, miss sinyakova she got her revenge the very next week yeah taken down Layla in the semifinals of, and I don't know how to pronounce it, Zhangji, Jiangji Open, um, which then today, earlier today, she won over Bliskova. Yeah. So Sinyakova, I mean, we actually saw her playing at the San Diego Open. She's got a great game. I, She's one of those players where I've always been surprised that she wasn't ever having a breakthrough moment. She's got well, a serve that's just like yours. You have You have the perfect women's serve. <laughs> and she's modeled it after you and she's i love her game she she plays a lot of at the but, net paul depth there's been there's so much depth in women's tennis that unless too much put it all together especially mentally like i think that's been kind of holding her back is is putting it all together mentally mm. and that's why she's been a little more comfortable on the doubles court with barbora yeah, um, but it'll be Very interesting to see if she takes yeah. this momentum into uh, 2024, which is right around the corner. One of the things, though, that did kind of startle me was Layla for winning Hong Kong. She made, I think, like thirty four thousand dollars, which I don't know, listeners. So that sounded like a lot, a little. That is less than half of the prize money for losing in the first round of the U.S. Open. The prize money for losing in the first round is eighty one thousand. So it's it feels kind of odd that winning, even though it's a 250, that winning a 250 yeah. pays you less than losing the first round of a Grand Slam. It just goes to show how important playing those Grand Slams is for these players' bank accounts. Yeah. Well, it's it's also, 
it's a little wild considering there's not that many tournaments in Hong Kong and right. It's, it's a mate. I mean, there's major talent there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of infrastructure around it. There's huge sponsors yeah. and the payday is $34,000. Right. That, I, and, and yes, we realize how ridiculous this conversation is like, Oh, in a week you made $34,000 in most places. I'd be like, wow, amazing. But when you compare it to professional sports, we were just watching a little bit of uh, the Kansas city chiefs football game. No one there was making $34,000 today. They were all making hundreds of thousands of dollars per game, if not more. And it's just wild that for winning a tournament, that's the payday. I agree. Another, another shout out uh, for a women's event. Zhang Qingwen, that win over Barbora in uh, Zhangzhou was was pretty impressive. And people have been talking about her for a while, and she has been slowly coming up the rankings. Is this an announcement? Is Zhang going to be a, a top 10 player? What do you think? I like her game. She's got that big babe tennis. She's mm-hmm. got uh, some real power behind her. So I just, I'm... I'm not one for subtlety. I don't know if you've ever noticed that about me, but it's like, I don't really need like nuance. I need you to slam it down so hard that uh, everyone shakes. And so she does that. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm into her game. I, I love her her vibe on the court. After, um, I mean, if she does not, you know, if the tennis doesn't work out though, she can fall back on a singing career. That's No, she cannot. Sure. <laughs> she absolutely cannot. What song was she singing during? Let's talk about, and I was not hallucinating this. She actually sang a song after winning the Zhangzhou tournament. And um, yeah, she sang, it, it was a Chinese song. She, she said she doesn't really sing English songs. So <laughs> I'm not familiar with the melody. I Maybe the maybe the runs um, were, were spot on, but uh, from, from yeah. where I was sitting, it, no. it hurt to watch. Perhaps uh, the the melody of the, the vocal melody was written in a different key than the instrumental melody. It's possible, and this was just it was like more of an experimental type pop song. I don't. All I know is then I found this video of Yanina Wickmeyer. Remember Yanina uh, Wickmeyer? She made it to the semifinals of the U.S. Open yeah. ten years ago. Yeah. She was singing on some like I guess European karaoke show. She was singing "TikTok" by Kesha, and wow. Yanina can yeah. blow, didn't you think? Oh my god, I was I was so into it, and <laughs> and then I was like, wow, like this would be such a fun element to add, like yeah, after every interview, because because <laughs> so the on court interview is such an important thing of every match now at most tournaments where it's like the winner comes out and says something, they should yeah. be given then a song, yeah, and the lyrics go up on the screen, and whatever, <laughs> so you just got to give me give me your Celine Dion. Give me your Taylor Swift. Give me your and and I'm talking about the men singing this. Like I want to see Daniel Medvedev singing Taylor Swift. I bet he knows all those lyrics. Come on. Oh, for sure. And who was yeah. that really cute um, twink that was singing along <gasps> to uh, Whitney Stricker? Houston? Stricker. Dominic yeah, Stricker. Swiss yeah. Stricker. Right. He was singing "I Want to Dance with Somebody" yeah. during the U.S. Open during the changeover and just was like really feeling it. I oh. Yeah. Such well, a cutie. And he sang along not only to sort of like just one verse, he just kept going. Like the, the he he got to the melody, he got to the chorus, and he was just like really feeling it. I love Oh yeah, that. right when you thought he was stopping. Yeah. Then that chorus like, came oh, on. No. He was like, oh. <laughs> um <laughs> you think Yanina looked unhinged while singing that she looked like maybe she was gonna murder somebody. I think she looked I didn't say that. No. Oh, that was someone else who said that. Sorry. Oh. I, that was one of the other Pauls. Wow. Um, 
<laughs> do you have other Pauls that you talk to about tennis and the singers of tennis? No, I have a bunch of stuffed animals Billy? who I Billy? have named Paul. I have a Is this how you're of... telling me that you're cheating on me? I have a bunch of dildos named Paul. This is <laughs> this is like um who was that? You should take Maury that as a Povich. This is Maury Povich where you're like this is how you're going to tell me that you're cheating on me in front of all of our friends. Yeah. Well, I know you can't, you know, express all your rage because, you know, oh. we're on on air. I'm going to be I'm... like Sabalenka alone in that locker room after losing the US Open. I'm about to smash a racket in here. You're lucky. That I, I'm am gonna I going to be that racket? Are you going to treat are. me like that racket? Yeah, you are. Oh, okay, that's what I ooh. wanted. Good. Ooh. Getting what I want. Yeah. Look at you. <laughs> uh, any other winner's circles? I mean, we have some big men's We've got some well, big right? stuff going on. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I just want to shout out to JPEG, Jessica Pagula. She won the Korean Open. Um, yes. I didn't realize that she was half Korean. Um, she talked about how important it was. Her mom's half, her mom is full Korean. Mm-hmm. And honestly, she hasn't had a great result, like a great, great result since winning Canada, um, which feels like so long ago, but that was, you know, way, 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 way back in mid-August. But yeah. Um, she hasn't, she hadn't won anything. She hadn't, um, sort of had like a big breakthrough and it seemed like after Canada, she was poised to really maybe sort of, be I, she was my pick for the U S open. If I recall, I know, ah, I know. Uh, again, not really thinking more yeah. feeling more, not feeling. really our forte at the ball boys is really not thinking <laughs> like, don't my, when I look into my thing. crystal balls, I yeah. am mostly feeling your crystal balls are just to be felt, not thought. Yeah. Um, I also want to give a shout out though to Yannick Sinner. He won the Beijing Open. Um, yeah. It was a big win for him, um, mm-hmm. almost as big as the freaking trophy he won. So another thing that you can find on our socials, we're gonna be rating and ranking all of the trophies because some of them are just ridiculous. The trophy he won, it, that was like a, a an igloo. Like it was so big he could have probably like moved into it. Like it's just these gigantic cups. But uh, he had some great wins. He beat Alcaraz in the semis, Medvedev in in the final, um, and huge prize money too. So. Unlike the women uh, who win bus fare, <laughs> it was nearly double the other 500s. I think he took home something like six and a half hundred thousand dollars or something. Not like that. to mention probably allegedly some allegedly. substantial appearance fee money. Yeah. 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 Oh, Alleged. there's been there's been a lot of controversy about balls and people were really up in arms about the balls at the Beijing Open about how they keep changing the balls and um, that's causing injuries. Holger right. Rune's mom was really upset about it. Daniel Medvedev was really upset about it. Uh, and I, I was like, these poor, I was like, Runa's mom any... is just looking for a, a scapegoat, right? Like, or right. a cigarette. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I just look, whenever anyone is blaming the balls as a ball boy, I, yeah, my ears perk up. I feel like I get a little defensive. Yeah. It is yeah. a little weird that there's a different ball. It's not like uh, in the NBA, you play with a different ball every game. It's like, oh, this one's heavier, this one's softer, this one's whatever. And I will say, as a former tennis professional, teaching professional, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I can I can speak to this with authority. Different balls definitely play differently, right? Like there's there's they bounce a little higher, a little lower. They have yeah. a little more zip. Um, I've seen you at the Eagle. Yeah, <laughs> different balls play differently. They do. You prove that every night. Yeah. I mean, if we're talking in my personal life, I'm going to be fine with a variety of balls. But if I have to make a career out of it, I want to play with one ball all year and really master that ball's 
Who said monogamy was dead? Right. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Well, we also had some big, big tournaments too. So a couple yes. of uh, premier mandatory events or 1,000 1,000 level. So the China Open for women um, is the 1,000 mandatory event. So there's 1,000 level events that are not mandatory. This one is. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, what what did you think about what happened there? You know, I have to say that tournament didn't uh, electrify me. No. But I was excited when I saw that Iga and Coco were going to play in the semifinals because I was like, okay, here it is. You know, Coco is now a slam winner. She has beaten Iga now once. And, you know, let's and see. She was on be- a run. She yeah. she hadn't lost since she won Cincinnati. She won the U.S. Open. Right. This was her next tournament. So I was um, looking forward to that match. It was not very exciting. I mean, Iga came out and cleaned Coco's clock. So I kind of wonder if that if Coco's one win over Iga was a fluke because, you know, now Iga's eight and one against Coco. In, in yeah. my opinion, they actually have very similar game styles. But Iga, at the moment, does everything just a little bit better. And that's always tough to play someone who has a similar game to yours, but they just do everything a little bit better. So yeah, we'll see. And then and then Coco seemed to get injured toward the end of that match. Maybe I think she was blaming on the balls again. She she I had a message for us. Attacked. Yeah, she had a message for us at the U.S. Open. This was another yeah. message for us. Yeah. Coco, um, I hear you. I see you. And I know exactly yes. what you're doing. Look, uh, for me, it's just it came down to math. It was a run. And yeah. All runs end. And so to lose to Iga, sure. Like that makes sense. Like there's no, no one wins all the time. I, I do though. It was because Iga has not played any other of these uh, Asian tournaments, right? She yeah. just came for the 1000. Yeah. And she came to win. She clocked in, she beat her opponent. She clocked out. She clocked in again, beat the yeah. next one, took home the title and was like, yep, I'm still here. And it now was it's going to be statement. We're going. Yeah, it was a statement. We're going to see is is Iga or Arena going to end the year number one, and I think that could be decided at the year in championships in Cancun. It will be. They are both. They are both eligible to be number one. Yeah. And the year in championships that are starting next week, we will by the end of it know who's going to be number one for the year, which doesn't happen all that often. It is interesting. I mean, who do you think is going to end up number one? You know, I, I personally think that for me, Iga's more of the week in, week out player. She makes it deep kind of at every tournament she plays. Um, I know they each have one slam this year. So, you know, arguably they're they're pretty even, but I, f- I think Iga's game is more complete and more consistent than Arena's. So my vote goes toward Iga. I also just, for some reason, I just don't love Arena. I know other people do, so I'm, I'm trying to understand why, but I just don't. I I love Arena as a, I love her personality. I loved the way she beat the fuck out of that racket after she lost. Um, I my my crystal ball though is making a prediction that one of them does not make it out of the group stage. So for Which anyone one? who's not for anyone who's not familiar, uh, it starts out with a round robin, two groups of four, the winners of each group, um, and the second place of each group go on to the semis and then the finals. Um, and right now the crystal ball is saying Iga doesn't make it out of the group stage. Iga? Yeah. Oh god. Well, yeah. Our crystal balls never lie. So I guess never wrong. Well, I guess so we'll... if I were you and if I were in Las Vegas, I would put all of my money on Iga to take it all. <laughs> okay. But that's just me. Let's go. 
Yeah. Also, and then we of course had Shanghai. Yeah. Big Shanghai epic. I mean, Shanghai tournament that never ended. Oh I mean, my god! It was, I loved it. <laughs> uh, it was the only ten day tournament that is was not mixed, meaning not ATP and WTA ever. And man, they took their time. It was that the was... only 10-day tournament that felt like 20 days. It yeah. was such a long, leisurely pace. I, I But I loved it. It was great. Because usually it's like, I don't know where, there's so many balls, I can't focus. Right. This was like one match at a time, sir. Wait your turn and no rush. I, I love it. it. The round of 16 was spread over two days and only on the main court. The quarterfinals were even spread over two days and only mm -hmm. on the main court. So there was only like one court to watch. And yeah. um, I think the men probably enjoyed having a little time off to, you know, check out Shanghai's culture and infamous yeah. red light district and uh, cultural you know, diplomacy. Just... Like there's never enough time in these cities because you're just play, 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 play. Like these guys had time to like brush up on their Mandarin Chinese, their Mandarin and <laughs> right. you know, try all the cuisines, go on a tour of everything in Shanghai. I mean, there, there was, it was such a leisurely pace. And at this point in the year where everyone's exhausted, it was a nice relief for Shanghai. Although yeah. I got to say, you know, it's annoying that Novak wasn't there. And of course I'm glad. Cause like, I don't want to watch him play. Like I don't, I, I don't like watching him play. But it's also really getting annoying how he shows up for a tune-up tournament and a Grand Slam. He generally wins both and is successfully number one in the world. You know, I am not Novak's biggest fan. What? By, by any means. But I will say that he has earned the right to play when and where he wants to play and not feel pressured to play anywhere else and really think about his longevity. Right. And so I, I agree. I yeah. But it's, it's, it's crazy that you can basically play eight tournaments a year and, and be the number one player in the world. It's a testament to how dominant he is when he plays. I know. Right. I know. And it's we wild. forget about that, but I think frankly, the tennis tour is so long, right? It's 11 months for the men. So I think some of them would benefit maybe from taking some more time off. And there are some who I think could have taken the fall off uh, in mm -hmm. Runa, mm -hmm. uh, maybe Rude. even Carlos. Yeah. Um, Coco, maybe after that, you know, summer that was so exhausting. Mm -hmm. Summer of Coco. Yeah. 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 And it was, but it, it was interesting though. So even though you were saying how uh, the, there was basically one match going on at a time, it wasn't that packed watching no. the watching the tennis and i was just like how this is a giant tournament everyone the best players in the world except for novak are there mm -hmm. and and rafa and and curios and they just they couldn't get the butts in the seats yeah yeah and i was well, just like what do we have to do to get the butts in the seats well maybe they need instead of ball kids they need ball models right the models need, again like like madrid bring it back uh maybe they need um to not have the stadium be a two-hour commute from shanghai center that's a very long commute to uh mm -hmm. it's like an indian wells type commute to get to this tournament and you know i i did some research you know the average chinese person works about 50 hours a week and so it could be hard for them to get away 
yeah. to enjoy great tennis. But it, it was kind of a bummer to see a relative, often it's, empty. It's empty just surprising stadium. when when there's this is a major tournament, and again, we were just watching the football game, packed eighty thousand people watching, and. There is such a global audience for tennis, but it's really hard. It's really hard to be both globally appealing and locally appealing. It's sort of like there were a lot of people watching from around the world what was going on in Shanghai. Um, but I also I also think that the solution is they need the ball boys. They need us there playing name that grunt. Yeah. Game set matchmaker, Rune, Rublev, Rude, or RuPaul, all of the games will bring all the hits. So Shanghai. Yeah. Yes. Uh, bring us out. I mean, they even trotted poor old Roger Federer out to win some, to take some, some icon award at Shanghai. It was still empty. And it was also surprising because they were like, well, he's won twice. So we want to, we want to acknowledge him, but Andy Murray's won Shanghai three times. Novak has won it four times and Roger gets the award. It's just, it's, it's another nice slap in the face to Novak. I think. Well, he's uh, Roger's technically retired, right? So, you know, maybe they were only limiting it to retired candidates. Um, but, but it's just, I'm just saying it wasn't that amazing of a feat that he won Shanghai twice. No, considering some of his other records. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> Probably not the one that first comes to mind. Like, oh, wow. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think there might have been some money involved. I think Roger might have gotten a Because they're trying to get the butts in the seats. I mean, they also, so he was joined on court by, by Li Na, the first Chinese Grand Slam champion. Lo- I mean, I fucking loved Li Na when she was active on the tour really had her breakthrough years about a decade ago but i gotta say she got that memo from gabby sabatini because she looked fucking amazing i don't know if you saw oh, yeah. this this award yeah. but like she looked so chic and so beautiful hasn't aged a day and yeah. uh and i i'm just i'm so into these sort of legends of the women's tennis and and you talked about it last time i want to see a senior tour absolutely oh my god i want to see lena play sabatini right now i would pay for that me too but i gotta say there's probably another reason why the butts weren't in the seats for shanghai and that's that this masters tournament held form worse than any other masters this year and you know the men's side it doesn't have the depth that the women do so it's a little more predictable (laughs) and And this has not happened in years, but I mean, by the quarterfinals, there was one person left in the top 10 and that was Rublev. Right. Right. Love Rublev. Love everything about him. He's so he's got like a heart of gold. Um, He's a hooker with a heart of gold. But otherwise, like it's like, you know, everyone else, there were a lot of upsets. And right, there were some really exciting upsets, right? Yeah. Yeah. There were some there were some good runs. But when yeah. so many people have the runs, <laughs> right, it gets a little messy. It it gets a little messy, and and the toilet stops working. Yeah, and you do not want that. No, the Shanghai Open, <laughs> and you know, and then it, we end up with like these semis where it was sort of, it was it was cool and exciting, um, but also I mean we ended up with quarter versus Hercash, right, and. Rublev versus Dimitrov. And like, yeah, it's cool. Like Dimitrov, he was supposed to be the next Federer when he came out. So it's it's great that he's back in the mix. Yeah, but, those that was a run. That was a nice run. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he took it, he took out Alcaraz. Yeah. And then he followed it up with a big one over um, Jerry. Like, 
Jerry. Yeah. Huge win over Jerry, <laughs> which I mean, what a triumph. And uh, <laughs> yeah, but then he lost to Rublev in the semis. And right on the other half, we had Perkash, who took out the formidable Marozan in of course. the quarters, who took out Rude. And right. he took on Corda, who it, took out Shelton in the quarters. That was a great match. But that was the match. Corda, Shelton, quarter. Is taking out Rude something to like put on your resume anymore? Or like I feel like this year that sort of, you know, a lot of players can boast. if your last name is Marozan, it is. Okay. All right. It's fair. I, I was not familiar with the work of um Fabian Marozan from Hungary. That's not uh, isn't that the same dude who took out Carlos at the at like Madrid or like on a dome? <laughs> um I don't know that. Um, With Juan Carlos Chaperoning, of course. Oh, yeah. He doesn't let him out of his sight. He does not, you know, only. Only stuff above the, over the bra. (laughs) (laughs) Which is first base or second base, depending on where you come from and how, you know, how you were raised. If it's softball (laughs) or baseball. Oh, he did. He did beat Alcaraz at the Italian yes. Open. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He's a big deal. Huge. He, he, he's a real comer, you know? And yeah. yeah. And he was just, I think, if I recall correctly, taking it to Alcaraz, just winner after winner after a winner. Out out Alcarazing Alcaraz. Yeah. I mean, look, we've we've learned that Alcaraz is not unbeatable for sure. Yeah. But uh, I'm sorry, Marozan, he's ranked 65th. In the world. Yeah. Meh. I mean, yeah. come on. He's 24. Yeah. It's not like he's like, oh, this 16 year old's coming. I mean, he's 24 years old. Like, he's, yeah. If you're 24, you should just, you're, you hang up your you're Tired. Just hang yeah. it up. Yeah. Start an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do when I turn 24 later this week. Okay. Okay. I'm excited. But yeah, um, so that was the draw. And honestly, like that draw doesn't really draw people in. Like it's not like the, the big names where it's like, ooh, Medvedev. Right. Ooh. It, it was just like, well, okay. Runa crapped out, as we all saw, uh, mm-hmm. losing six love, six two to Nakashima. I oh, mean, there yeah. were just a lot of like crazy matches in Shanghai. Yeah. And yeah. we I ended think up players, with- I think players were like unfamiliar with having so much time off. And was that what it was? I think it was. They were like, wait, I, I don't have to play tomorrow. I have to I have a day off between every match. And I think maybe like I think Carlos won like, you know, five matches and it had been seven days and he was like, I won the tournament, right? <laughs> like it's over, right? Have I won? Oh. Yeah. 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 And so he was like, wait, I have to play again? Well, I'm yeah. Because it was 90, a 96 player draw. That's also huge and unusual. But yeah, our final was her catch v rublev and it was a pretty a kind of a barn burner it was a fun final i have to say it was and it was heartbreaking for rublev he okay. what i love about rublev what i love about rublev is how much he wants it and i don't know if he has it like the mm. it factor that we've talked about mm. i don't think he's going right. to win a grand slam he finally won his first masters tournament earlier this year but he is he he was so close, but someone like Herkash, Hubie, 
I mean, famously hated by babies. So he was there was there was a lot of uh, reposting of this video of him holding a baby at the Shanghai Open and uh, <laughs> the baby the crying. Baby just crying. It's not, just like Ugh. and like Hubie is like he's like a gentle giant. He's like a Milo Shroudish. Yeah, and um, he's just he got sweet. he's got an all around game that is it's kind of hard to pick apart. He just it's very efficient. Yes, exactly. And like, he's not the flashiest. He's a little boring to watch. It's not super fun and sexy, but this match, you're right. Like great final really didn't know which way it was going to go. Well, speaking to your point about Rublev, I, I do feel like he wants so badly, but the way that manifests in these, these finals, you know, the high stakes situations is he gets really upset at others and at himself. Like that yeah. one time where he, was screaming at the photographer for moving during a point. And like, I was scared for the photographer. I was scared. Wasn't that, that wasn't just movement. That was a flash that went off, I believe, which is a little like, come on, girl. I think it was just the photographer moved a little bit, but we'll I think agree he agreed to disagree. I think actually he farted. Like he flashed him like he opened his, yeah. uh, he, trench coat he, like, he showed fake his Rolexes tits. right yeah, here exactly. <laughs> he yeah. was like here's some nipple <laughs> and Rublev lost yeah no you're right he does have tantrums like he he was smacking yeah. his leg with his racket when when he lost match point i mean he just yeah. went to town on his leg like and he's drawn blood his own blood before yeah no I when he lost the alarming. when he lost the next gen final like 3 or 4 maybe 5 years ago he had it was so crazy because um Hayden Yoon, I forget how to say his name, but the great Korean player who's been injured forever, um, won. And oh, yeah, he, he walks up and Rublev is just smashing the, the net over and over and over again. It's like he's got some he's got some anger issues because he's got that fire in him. And and I finally realized though why everyone has long hair. Like I get it. I get it. Because what? during, I know, and this this is not um actually a pro for long hair, except <laughs> so during the ceremony, after he lost and, you know, beat himself up literally and then sat mm -hmm. down, he was crying and he covered his eyes with his hair oh. so that you wouldn't see him. It was like a, it was an upside down handkerchief and it was just like down and I'm just I, I'm probably away from the mic because I'm <laughs> I'm miming him, but it's just like the hair was all down and he was just using it to wipe away his tears. Oh, because that, boys don't cry. I love that movie. Um <laughs> <laughs> such a heartwarming movie. But yeah, that I'm was sure just I've never seen it. It was it was heartbreaking and I felt bad, but also happy for Hubie. Happy that Hubie was sort of I was like, ooh, her cash me if you can. But then he lost his next match immediately at the Japan Open, which is also kind of not that uncommon when people That's fine. have a big yeah. tournament win. It's hard to get it back up right away. Yeah. You got to just take that recharge. Week off partay. Yeah. Hubie. You yeah. know? Um, well, so what's interesting is Ben Shelton had a pretty good run in Shanghai right to the quarters. Sure did. Right. Lost that, you know, very tight match to Corda and um, then went on to win the following tournament, the Japan Open. Right. Yeah. 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 So he's had a pretty good fall. Well, he didn't have a fall. He got right back up. He well, that's right. 
Yeah, no Humpty Dumpty's here. Yeah, no. no, he went on. Although, I mean, people were kind of making fun of the Japan Open. So, yes, it's a 500 level open. But you look at the draws. So, okay, Beijing men, 500. Yeah. We had everyone from the top 10 except for Novak. Right. Japan Open, 500. The number one seed, Taylor Fritz. I mean, yeah. Sir, yeah. ma'am. Every, everybody I think number Beijing. two was, was rude. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lugan's it has been handing out just losses for pennies. Yeah. It was it was not the um, sensational six or anything, and it was fine. There were, but there were some good, interesting matchups. I mean, even even Fritz's like it, because of the size of the tournament, I he played Nori in the first round. Former top ten Nori, still top twenty Nori. Right. That's, Nori that's a just crazy... missed being seated. Right. Yeah, and yeah. so. So he ends up playing him in the first round. And um, and thank God, Felix Oje Aliasime. Is that how you say uh, Aliasime? That's how we say Oje Aliasime. Aliasime. He won two matches in a row for the first time since Indian Wells. So let's give it up for oh, FAA. Yes. Go he's, FAA. He's back, baby. I mean, he didn't win three in a row. He won two. It's so hard to figure out. There's someone else who maybe needed to take a, the fall off. I mean, oh, he he, well, he kind of took the year off since Indian Wells. I mean, he <laughs> he, I was looking at his losing streaks. I mean, it's crazy for someone who was still in the top ten to just yeah. be. I mean, talk about handing out L's. Like, yeah, wow. He, it's it's a really weird. Now that we're talking about, it, it's a weird fucking time at the top for men. It's also like. It's not clear what is going on with FAA. Like, has he talked? I don't think he's really talked about it much. I like, I don't think he's, I don't know. So, well, no one of... can say his last name. So he's, he's refusing. Okay. To I comment. mean, except for one except of the ball boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and Shelton took out your husband in the quarters. I know. I know. Pretty handily starting to have Tommy Paul's yeah. number. That, Paul Paul's number, which is a little uh, offensive that uh, Tommy Paul is handing out his number, considering <laughs> you know we're in a committed relationship. But yeah, just to potential friends, you know. Yeah, look, hitting, I mean, hitting I, partners. I, it pains me to say it, but Shelton is kind of emerging as the new supreme. It's mm. like, was it going to be Paul? I mean, there were a lot of Americans lurking at in Japan. And yeah. Um, and it ended I mean, up being... Fritz was the top seed, as you said, and the defending champion. And yeah. Tommy Paul was there, and Tiafa was there, I think, I think too. And yeah. and Shelton and Marcos Giron. Had that... uh, and Marcos Giron, of course. Yeah, uh, who had an amazing run. And I got to say, his semifinal against Shelton was the match of the tournament. Yeah, and yeah. it was a three setter. He served for it twice in the second set. Uh, Giron. Yeah, it, I wow. I felt so bad. That he, Aww. like, he was, it, it, he needed that win. It was going to be a career-defining win. It was. Because, and I didn't realize how much he struggled with injuries. Yeah. Over the years from having Those that gigantic, that gigantic dumper. Yeah. But, like, it, t- it's a, it takes a lot of work to to carry all that butt around. It does. And... <laughs> uh, and as, 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 as a, as a large-butted ball boy, I... Mm-hmm. I can I identify can relate. I relate. Yeah. And poor guy. But Shelton pulled it out. I thought Shelton yeah. was kind of over it and he pulled it out and then yeah, went on to win really easily against Karatsev. 
that's the thing we're seeing about Shelton is he he brings it physically, right? Like, I mean, he's got really no weaknesses in his game, in my opinion, and huge weapons, and he brings it mentally. Now we're seeing him, you know, take those tiebreakers, come back after bringing a breakdown, um, you know, staying cool under pressure, which he might be the whole package, and he's only 21. Well, yeah, and... And what I love is the way that he handles pressure is that he doesn't he doesn't block it out. He doesn't sort of get super Novak-y and like just kind of stay within his little wall. He actually feeds on the energy. Like he talked about uh, after the semifinal, how much he loved playing big points in front of people. Like he's not afraid of the big stage. I feel like a lot of people try to right. cope with that. And yeah. he's just actually like he thrives in it. I think he might be a big match player. He, I think he clearly, I think he's already demonstrating that. And, you know, <laughs> not to be just, controversial, but I think he might be a big match player. I, I just wish he would stop following Ramaswamy. I mean, I know. I here's know. my question for you, Paul. Like, if you follow Ramaswamy and you're a tennis player and you're trying to, you know, really gain a global fan base, should you, A, maybe just, you know, reassess your politics? B, should you, not follow him at, on Instagram. Should you maybe just be more of a closeted Ramaswamy follower, if you know what I mean? Like maybe your stealth account? What you do you know, think? I don't know. I mean, is this the Florida in him? Like Florida, I I'm Florida's a kind of a weird state. And maybe yeah. maybe it's actually not that weird. And maybe maybe if he was really trying to appeal to two uppity middle-aged white homosexuals <laughs> in West Hollywood, he would hide it. So he middle really age, just needs to hide it for from yourself. us. <laughs> for two homosexuals from the Middle Ages, which yeah. is where Billy and I met at Absolutely. Um, Charm School. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it is a little <laughs> weird, and I'm sure he's eventually going to get some PR folks, but also, like, not everyone cares. And that's also okay. Like yeah. it's all it, it's okay to not really care what other people think. Um, it's just it it it's a fact. I'm more just getting tired of what he's wearing and that on kit. Right. I mean, well, they're they're a relatively new company. They can't just be churning out kit after kit, you know, every couple months like Nike does, right? They're it they're new into the space. Yeah, but it looks like he's been wearing the same thing for three months. It's the same fucking yeah. pink and white or black and mm-hmm. pink. And it's just like it's it's very what what's great about it is that it is I I immediately you know who it is oh yeah. that's that's the on kit yeah. it's just like dude come on I'm so bored of and you know if you're not gonna like gay people don't wear pink fair and although I don't know if he doesn't like gay people I think he might like gay people I think does Ramaswamy like gay people do we know I um, don't know enough about Ramaswamy. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's have him on and we'll have him discuss uh, his, oh, great. his queer politics. Wait, yeah. I might have to call out sick that day. But um, <laughs> with oral chlamydia. But um, I, I best do, kind. <laughs> um, we should talk about, is it a bop? Having, having Shelton be like possibly the real deal. Maybe he has it. What do we think about this crop of Americans? This is the first time in a long time that there have been so many relevant Americans in the top 20, none in the top five, but yeah, a bunch in the top 20, top 30. We've got five in the top 25, which is, yes. I mean, that's, that's a pretty incredible percentage granted. Yeah. I think none of them are actually in the top 10 right now. 
Maybe oh, even Taylor. Tenth. Taylor yeah. might be tenth, but okay. that's it. Right that's the limit. Um, but yeah, we've got uh, Shelton, Corda, Tiafo, Fritz, and Paul, my husband. Paul, Although Paul. The, the more I think about uh, my love affair with Tommy Paul, it it kind of feels like uh, you know the twelve year old girls who have a big crush on Justin Timberlake back in the day when he was in NSYNC. It's like kind of obvious. Like I feel like maybe I I need to be a little more uh, discerning with with my love. Well, you know it, that, it's too late. We're that married. quote about uh, Justin Timberlake that circulating right, the Britney saying, um, "I asked, you know, okay, I'm ready. You can put it in." And I he was know. like, "It's already in. It's in." And her whole world collapsed. But I, I hear that that actually is not about Justin. It's about the doctor administering her abortion. I, you know, I don't we'll know. <laughs> the book comes I, out I, on the 24th. That, the, yeah. <laughs> well, after Ramaswani, we'll have Timberlake on and we'll, we'll, we'll actually ask him, how big is it? I can't wait. I will not, call, I will not call out sick. Gonna, you will be, you will, will you will, be. you will once again have oral chlamydia, but you won't yeah. call it. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, so, so the question is, okay, we've got these five floaters. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, we've got the JJ Wolfs, who are the hair icons. We've got the Marcos right. Girons. Right. Who, honestly, I loved his game. It was a good game. Like his, his the way he smacks that forehand, I, I, ooh, I like it. Don't Marcos and JJ play doubles together? And don't they call themselves like the quads or something like that? I oh. actually think they do. Yeah. I, like the quad squad or something. I mean, that. It, hey. If they don't, then uh, hopefully that will be your next fever dream, and you can tell me how how that match goes, and maybe it'll also be a naked dream. Yeah. Um. But which of these, which of these has it? Which of these is going to be the the one that's going to really break through consistently? Because right. we're, we're we're hungry for it. We need it. We, so I think we've pretty much established that we both feel like Shelton has it. So the question, I think Shelton has it, and I think Shelton is is a my definition of having it it is having a strong likelihood of winning a grand slam not not a sure bet but like strong likelihood and i'm going to have to say i think your husband paul paul doesn't have it he's got great physical gifts and he really tries to strut around on the court and look mm. tough mm. but i think he's mentally kind of soft i think he like is what you would know better than me, and I, I don't want to be too graphic here, but I feel like he's kind of like the the pass around party bottom, who just like wow you know, he's like out with Fritz and Riley and Shelton and all the guys, and he's like just like he like falls asleep on Riley's like shoulder and just like looks well, first so of like all, he can't reach Riley's shoulder. Okay, there's no falling asleep on Riley fucking Opelka's shoulder. Fine, he seven falls feet asleep on Riley's lap. Look, I I, I agree, he is. He is almost too handsome for his own good. Yeah. It's, it might be getting yeah. in the way of his game. He might turn a straight guy gay, if you know what I mean. Yeah. One, he, one of us might end up gay if we're not <laughs> careful. But I think what he did was, and he even admitted, he took his first few years for granted. He thought mm -hmm. it was going to be a lot easier. Yeah. And this year he took it seriously and it showed. But like, did that window close? I don't know. Maybe. Like, it's. It's I'm tough. in the I'm in the camp of that he doesn't have it. Are what where do you fall? This is your husband. Um, I'm going to say that um that he has it, but that he won't win it. Whereas uh, okay. Shelton has it, and <laughs> Shelton, I do believe Shelton 
is going to win <laughs> well, a remember. Grand Slam <laughs> next year. Wow. Bold. Yeah. yeah. Crystal balls are lighting up. Shelton is going to take <laughs> the U.S. Open. I think he might get in, get in hot for Melbourne, but I will say I think Fritz does not have it. No. Uh, okay, we agree. I just think he's he's got beautiful strokes, but mm. his entire game it, it just doesn't quite have that explosiveness, that athleticism. I just don't see him competing with the likes of Shelton, Alcaraz, Sinner, etc. Rude. What about um, Tiafo? What do you think? Tiafo, I think it's a similar thing where it's like, I mean, these guys are not objectively old, but they are old for peaking. Right. And I think he peaked a little late. Mm-hmm. And I, I think he might have peaked. I think the last year and a half of him being extremely relevant was probably the ceiling uh, or the plateau. But I don't know if there's a way up from where he is. I will say that I... I I hear where you're coming from, but I do think the difference is that I think mentally he's pretty strong and I do think he loves the big stage like Shelton does. So, you know, he could get that New York crowd behind him and I think there's an opportunity. Um, he does have a lot of weapons too. And those biceps. Uh, so for me... If he shows a little nip, I'll change my answer. I think he did at the US Open. I think he was pretty that much... Was Taylor. <laughs> I know it's very easy to confuse them, but yeah, yeah, they do look alike. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, so to, for me, Tiafo is the real deal. You're saying he's not. I'm not going to say he's not the real deal. That's really offensive. But I'm going to say that he's not going to get much more relevant than he already has been. Are, let me just pick a little bit further. You're saying that you think Tommy Paul is more likely to win a Grand Slam than Francis Tiafo. <laughs> just wow please please clarify because i'm not sure you can get behind that can you get behind that i there's a lot of things i can get behind (laughs) sir um i think that i think that tommy paul (laughs) will not win a grand slam before tiafo will but i don't think either of them will okay so i feel like maybe tommy paul by our definition, doesn't have it. Uh, what about Corda? <laughs> Last of the five. Um, so I loved Corda's win over Medvedev, and mm-hmm. I love his little hair. Um, uh, iconic. iconic. His headband. Like, it's it's, but it's like a headband, but it's like a headband that like cool girls in the eighties wore, and I can't help but think about the scene from Breakfast Club where. Ali Sheedy, who is sort of like this um, at-risk youth and wants yeah. to run away. And um, I'll never like, forget when she shakes her dandruff on the picture to make snow. <laughs> just stunning. She and was like goth over. before goth actually existed, right? Yeah, she was like so cool. And she was she she was the, the, the blueprint for me. And she mm. gets a makeover and she's got the same kind of exact haircut as Sebi Corda, except it's not <laughs> blonde. And it's just like, oh... Sebastian looks like Ali Sheedy after the makeover, but blonde. And like now he makes sense to me. So like I'm in, I'm into Sebi Corda. I don't think he's going to win a Grand Slam though, because he doesn't have a a go-to pop besides you're his dad. Right. 
you're you're <laughs> Peter Corda, who won the 1998 Header. Australian Open and um then was you know not playing a lot after that. Um so <laughs> I I will remind you though that age is a factor, right? So Corda's only 23, right? So cool. he's younger than Tiafo and Fritz and Paul. So I would actually rank him second after Shelton as most likely to win a slam because he to me he doesn't have yeah he doesn't have a huge weapon but he has no weaknesses he he's so graceful this is actually a compliment he kind of reminds me of Novak Djokovic insofar as he's mm. very smooth moves around the court seemingly effortlessly and kind of has all the shots so for me court is our second contender yeah, I'm just worried that he's also missed so much time with injuries and been in out. Like it, he he has not really been on the radar until this fall. So it's like, well, is he is he destined for a a run potentially? But just to let you know, we also have our East Coast ball boys <gasps> take on this. So Matthew Paluch, your arch nemesis. No, you can't spring your, this on me. Your mixed doubles partner. Your um the quad to your Zilla, he he let me know of these five who has it, who's the real deal, and he just did a quick rundown. He says Fritz no, Paul no, Corda no, Tiafo no, Shelton yes, one slam on hard. So, and thanks, Paluch. I I think it's just beginner's luck, but Paluch has been right before. Paluch might case, be the real deal. In this case, I think he's wrong. What do you think? Wrong. Is, you think that? I think, I think Shelton's going to win multiple, and I yeah. think Corda's going to win at least one. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yep. All right. Well, we'll find out. We'll, we'll circle back in a. I can't decade. wait to have Paluch on here, and I want it to be a cage match. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, we'll put that on our Patreon so that our listeners can watch it. Oil up, you two little piggies. <laughs> All right. Well, that's kind of the real deal. At least we finally have people to talk about. You know, we, I mean, I do miss also, though, that blonde twink from a couple of years ago who's just maybe injured. Um, oh, Jensen, Jensen Brooksby. Brooksby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love his weird game. Oh, his game is so weird. And he did some yeah. commentary on the tennis channel. It was actually decent. Oh. And uh, yeah. Come on. Come on back, Jensen. Yeah. Do you think I, for me, does Shelton have a chance of qualifying for the the Turin ATP Finals? Because to me, I actually feel like he's been one of the top eight players this year, right? Two slam semifinals? Mm, I'm going to push back on that because other than those two semis and now this win, like like he's got these recent things. But after Australia, he slumped. Yeah, he but not, I'm just saying much. He's he's had some of the most iconic moments of the year. To me, you should get a few iconic moment points. Look, look, you greedy little pig. You don't need to like get everything all at once. Just let him, let him mature. Oink, oinker, um, Yelena Oinkovich. Like, let him just like have his moment of like being young and fun. I want him to play next gen. I want him to like go in and cream those twinks, which is also my screen name on Grinder. Um, well, what are we gonna? What are we doing, Paul? Are we gonna? Do we got to little... wrap up with our game. Ooh, what's our game? Are you ready to play? So we are going to play Game Set Matchmaker. So oh. for the loyal listeners, we've played this yeah. before. 
It's one of our favorites. And yes. um, just as a quick reminder, Billy and I, we have each written out names on um, these high-tech pieces of uh, paper. Mm-hmm. And we're going to pull them out one at a time. We're going to whip it out one at a time. Mm-hmm. And we have to decide based on the two players that come out, should they play each other? Should they play doubles together? Or should they just bone? And Can't we have also to agree be like a, a coach. There could be like a coach player dynamic too. Well, I mean, sure. You could also be like, oh, he should be the butler and she should be the maid. But like, yeah. I mean, it's mostly going to be like, <laughs> you know, is this a good rivalry or is this going to be like some good sexual tension? At Roger Federer's Swiss chalet, one is the maid and one is the butler. Oh, I thought you were going to say that was like our new um, Instagram handle. At Roger Federer's Swiss chalet is our new. It's pretty stunning, actually. Have you seen it? He he won't invite me. Not since the last time. You did did make a mess. He knows what he did. So so I'm pulling my first first name. Okay. So we're we're each going to pull. We're going to show it on the screen. Okay. Okay. So there's no... Funny business here. No. Okay. Now, one, two, three. Well, I can't see it on your screen. Ooh, I love mine. Say it. Okay, mine is Iga Sviantek. Ooh, mine is Danielle Collins. Oh God. Ooh. Okay, wow. so I I feel what like are you saying? I feel low key they hate each other. Like. I mean, Danielle hates anyone who is who is sort of ranked higher than her because it's probably some um, conspiracy against her. But I, I feel like they should. I would actually love to see them play doubles. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say bone, but I don't think that would be good. I don't think either one of them would enjoy that. I, and well, I'm all about I women's kind pleasure. of feel like Iga might be a, a wonderful lover, lover. Maybe not. She hasn't unlocked that part of herself yet but i do think it's it's there she's still only 21 yeah yeah um and i could see maybe her and danielle kind of ha- like hate fucking a little bit just it, it, it would be like passionate but brief you know it would like mm. happen it would be really hot and then over before they knew it and like neither of them would ever talk about it see i feel like it would be more like um a three-set match <laughs> And they would be they would be just crawling all over each other just to like win and just diving and a lot of a lot of shenanigans, you know. Yeah. At point Eagle would try to distract her at the net and it would just be it'd be um and, and in this context, what is the net? <laughs> that is the the middle line uh, in the bed. It's so when you go south of the net, Ega's there jumping out. Ah! I'm just glad you didn't say dental dam. Um, okay. Mine is Coco Goff. Ooh. Boris Becker. Ah! Ooh. Who's... Well, you know. What? What do I know? I mean, I, I feel like Boris I Becker know. would very much oh. want to play her. Y- yank Coco into a broom closet at a restaurant and conceive a child with her? <laughs> depends on the restaurant (laughs) i think it was nobu where he conceived his in london where he conceived his yeah yeah it's all in his book oh yeah he and i cannot wait for billy's book club because you you (laughs) read all of the bios that no one else has ever you know i'm gonna be practical here i do think he could coco's volleys are pretty good 
but a little bit of network with Boris and mm. she could I because I think her net game is still underutilized and it could be the difference between her being kind of in the top 10 and being a I also mean, ran she has been the number one the number doubles one player. player in the world yeah. so she she she's got it at the net yeah but you want her to get more at the net i want her to get more at the net and i want her to feel more and are we talking about the net as in the relation to the bed the, the dental dam yeah is it like what net do you want her to improve her skills at <laughs> sir I will just say, Coco, if you are hanging out with Boris Becker, please use the dental dam. Just use all the nets that you can find. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, next one. next oh, one. Next one. Okay. Okay. You go first. Carlos. Carlitos Alcaraz. Ooh. Ben Shelton. Ooh. I, I, you know where I immediately went, of course, in my mind. Doubles. Eh. <laughs> 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 playing each other they've already done it ever we've already seen it you know we've already like, seen, exactly and but it's good it's good it. yeah it's good yeah so what will the sex be like between carlos and ben do you feel i feel like ben would really take over really kind of enjoy some worship it'd be kind of like a worship scene and, and Al- alcaraz wouldn't be mad at, at being the worshiper Al- alcaraz is a really good simp he's a really good um submissive bottom for sure i gotta say what would happen is that ben shelton it would do a lot of self-congratulatory things would he and- dot would he like hey, hang up the phone <laughs> exactly as soon as he makes you come um no he so he's got this really um what i find no longer charming quirk of after winning a big point he's not like come on or vamos he's like yeah and i think that he would just do a lot of like yeah like after like getting someone (laughs) like turned on like yeah they kind of slap him in the face a few times and then be like yeah i mean and slap them with his member yeah (sighs) okay well who's okay do one more one more more. okay okay I've got mine. I've got mine. Okay. Go. Pam Shriver. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to change mine then to Andre Agassi. What? Pam's not interested in Andre. Change it back. Change it to okay. someone else. <laughs> it was going to be Yelena Ostapenko. Oh, that's what. That's it. That's oh, what yeah? Oh, Absolutely fireworks between those two are you kidding as a, me? as a doubles team i kind of feel like look look they cannot all be fucking like let's just be realistic here yes yes and i don't think those two would or no. should or no could. no <laughs> but i think pam you know she is one of the best minds in tennis in my opinion she really is okay. and i think that uh that's not related to what I'm about to say. What I'm about to say is that I think this would be a great doubles pairing because Absolutely. what would be so fun is, you know, we're having this Legends tour, right? We've got Sabatini. We've got Pam Shriver. We've got Lena. Lena. Yeah. yeah. And I think occasionally, you know, they invite some current tour players to play some doubles with them just to kind of mix, you know, up the yeah. entertainment. And that would be 
a dynamic and possibly explosive and pairing. The number one player that they would all be fighting to play with is Yelena Ostapenko because okay. she loves sharing the court, sharing the number of times that she will push Pam Shriver out of the way to hit the ball and then yell at the other team when it's clearly out and saying that it's in. I would love to, I would love to watch Pam put up with Yelena's shenanigans on court, just being like this bitch. Hot take. I think they would be a good doubles team, though, because from with Yelena from the back, just smacking away and Pam at the front, just hitting those exquisite volleys. The number of times that she would smack it right into the back of Pam's <laughs> head or right into her ass and be like, get out of the way. <laughs> I mean, that's just that. But I would I would love to see it. I want to see it. Yeah. But yeah, me too. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. So absolutely play doubles. And we will, again, buy tickets to that. Well, that All was right, a so fun game. That was Game Set Matchmaker, and we're going to be playing that at the event with Ace of the Moon on November 4th. Oh, I'm so excited five, about that. Yes. Two to five at Vermont Tennis Courts in Griffith Park, and it's going to be a great event. So show up, come have yeah. fun with us. Link, and... link to register in our bio, Instagram bio, which is TBBpod official. Official. All right. And we'll be back in a few weeks talking Cancun and Paris, my two favorite cities. Can't wait. Until then, say goodnight, Billy. Goodnight, Billy and Paul. You look, you just look so, like amazing. Oh, okay. I just wanna... Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. No. Say more. Uh, oh, we're not done. Yeah. No. Ah.